pajaj should be just flipping just a very casual chat doesn't need to be crazy cool no no cool um thank you to everyone that's still listening to this podcast um i think i'm going to say that every podcast now yeah like thank you for still listening <laughs> it's thank you easy. for your data hey man thank you for your data <laughs> thank you for your time because it's easy to get distracted in the internet world and like today i think i have someone that's really like you've lived the internet life like literally yeah. from the ages like so yeah you can do it just a short intro and then we're going to get into the business of the business um my name is george gladwin macheke and um yeah um the, the founder of marvin uh yeah, men's so magazine what, what is marvin um it's a men's magazine that mm. speaks to predominantly black men um mm. I uh, came up with the idea in 2010 and uh started it in 2050. Mm. Yeah. So uh we've been around like for four years and it's been a journey. Yeah, tell me tell me about that journey. I mean, you were telling me earlier just about the three magazines that came before the magazine that finally became the magazine. So I I have three failed magazines mm. uh, before Marvin. So I my first magazine was it, I think it was in 2005 it was called culture shock yeah um, what was that about it was about like I think it was just I, I was just figuring out like how like um uh, like I'm Tonga but my mom Kimutsuana just just the, the culture is just clashing you mm. know and and I I have to choose a side or what's your mother tongue all of those things but that didn't last long really like, <laughs> i think like three people saw that magazine so like and <laughs> god and the other one <laughs> then the second one was studio 83 it lasted for 10 years actually i started in 2006 i think it was one of the first magazines online magazines in the country because like no one was online at the time except yeah. in, and also funny enough uh we all knew each other the people who were online we all knew each other there was like 15 of us and <laughs> we were on twitter and you had to wait for the americans to wake up so that we can actually have conversations with other people yes is that early that early <laughs> so like facebook were early twitter were early your your four square like you had to wake up for uh, you wait to wait for the americans to wake up then you can engage because there wasn't enough people online so you can imagine <laughs> people were consuming the magazine there were like it was not south africans it was um it was europeans americans asians everyone else but south africans so uh, yeah so that was my second one then my third one was called celebrate life mm. uh we're speaking about it was it was it was dedicated to to um a girl a friend uh, she was also an ex uh, but she was also a friend of ours uh with my friends that passed on she was in the magazine space lilith and um we called it celebrate life because that's what she was about yeah uh that one lasted like about two issues and it was targeted at women yeah and the struggle was that like, i'm not a woman so i don't know the issues the daily issues of a woman you know Yeah. Um then after that I I was like you know what this magazine thing doesn't work. Yeah. Um uh, let me do let me go to corporate and get a job, get married. The way two entrepreneurs kids. do. Yeah. But this thing was calling my name. 
And I was like, let me try it one more time. One more time. After three failures. One, one that time. lasted 10 years. I was like, what? Because sure. 10 years is a long time. Like, I was a like, long time. one more time. One more. Then, like, I was very reluctant to go back because, like, imagine being rejected three times. Like, what makes you think the fourth time is going to work? And I was like, okay, I'll try bit by bit. And when I finally took the step, it actually worked out. I was like, okay, cool. So it's been a year. Okay, then it's two years. It's yeah. three years. Okay, cool. Okay, we're here. You know, still working. Uh, and I think the success of Marvin really is based on all the other magazines that, that I've had before. So you think like there was a compounding effect where like, okay, first magazine, you learn something. Second magazine, there's Third. something that you're learning as well. Yeah. Third magazine, there's some, and yeah. like when Marvin finally comes, then something happens where you go, okay, you've learned all that shit. Yeah. Now you can apply it in a different way. You know, like, like ten years is a long time for you to run a magazine. So ten you, years is a long time to run you, anything. You you must at least learn something. Even if you're not getting money, at least you've learned something. And that's what I did. I learned a lot um, with regards to, to, to running Studio 3. And um, when I did that, when when, when came to Marvin, like, like I, the first year, we didn't produce any new content. Yeah. It, n- nothing so new. So where was the content coming from? It was coming from all the three magazines. Yeah. The relationships that I've built in the last 10 years came from all the three magazines. The writers, the illustrators, the photographers, all of them. Like, we were shooting for online before people were even dreaming of shooting for online. Yeah. We started shooting for online, like, specifically for online. We were not even trying to, like, oh, we'll shoot this and print it, no. It's crazy. Like, you have to think about it, like, you know, right now, obviously, the whole of the internet is going over, crazy over the the 10-year challenge and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about 12 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This you were on the internet trying to build a magazine 12 years ago. Yes. Because the thing is, I think, I, like someone said it, like you, the problem with you is that you're ahead of your time. Mm. You came in earlier. You came in early. But the thing is, what, what that time did is that it helped us to learn, to, to understand, to gain the, the, you know, the understanding of the business, make mistakes, you know, so now we have like about 12 years. Exactly. Know? That's 12 years of experience of like literally going through different processes of just, yeah. okay, we tried to build this this way. It doesn't work. Let's pivot, go do something else yeah. in a different industry or maybe different interests and then pivot again and then pivot again and then try and find like literally failing your way towards the success. But, but the thing is, nobody tells you that you're failing towards your success. <laughs> no what does it feel you. like at the moment? You, like you feel like you're failing. <laughs> That's it. There's nothing else. There's no, nothing to take away. No, There's no lesson. It's nothing. No. It's just, oh, fuck. You're failing. Um, That's it. Yeah. Nothing is working. You're not getting any money. You need to get a job. And you get the job. But the thing is, deep down inside, there's something that says, dude, there's something better you yeah. need to live your dream this this we get your job that's cute but this is not the life that you should have yeah this is not it so what, what's it been like building this magazine so it's four years in now men's magazine like what's it been like it's it's been a roller coaster ride um 
and, and like 2015 was one, one of the biggest defining years of my entire life. And I'll tell you why. Um, um, I think, I think, I think, I think the, the situation actually started late 2014. I lost my paternal grandmother, Mama Jake. Five months later, I lost my mother. Then I was like, I've got no one to disappoint. Because my mother panics every time I quit a job. She's like, yeah. oh, are you going to eat? Are you gonna as lovers do, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, there's no one to panic if I, if I quit this job. And I was like, I'm just going to get my pension. And if I, it doesn't work out, I even spoke to the HR. I'm like, what? If it doesn't work out and I come like three months, six months, can I please get my job back? <laughs> I, it's okay. We like you, so we'll work yeah, something we out. Yeah, we work something out. And, and I never went back, you know? Yeah. And uh, from there, it was just like, it was just a whole lot of heart-hitting stuff that, that, that came after that. And, but what it did, Joe, it just, I went in with everything that I had. Um, there was a point where I sold my car mm. uh, for Marvin to survive. Uh, there was times where I borrowed money. Yeah. And there were times where I had to take jobs that I would normally wouldn't take so that Marvin can survive. Yeah. And those are the things that, that you go through the first two, three years. Yeah. You know, and no one tells you. Like, you're not going to make money the first six months. Trust me. Actually, I didn't make money the first year. Yeah. The first year... So how are you sustaining yourself, building out this magazine, but like you're not actually making any money? It was... It was... Because the thing is also, people didn't believe... Because I failed three times, and it was obviously it's publicly. Yeah. People didn't believe that this time would work. Yeah, obviously. You know? So now, I... I funded it myself. Like, I took jobs, and also I had pension fund, and I've been saving a two-month salary to be like, okay, you know. So I lasted a year. Mm. Then after a year, only people are like, okay, we can try it out. Then when one brand tries it out and two brands try it out, people are like, okay. So what exactly were you doing for these brands exactly? You produce content Mm. for them. So when was the first time like a brand actually paid you for digital content? I think think it was DNA. DNA and Glenn Fiddich. So when is this? 2016? 2016-2017. So what does that feel like? Like a year later, a year in of like, okay, we're really going to build this. But like only a year in, do people say, okay, no, you're actually doing something of value. We want to pay you for it now. The, The thing is, I always say this on social media. You need to bank on yourself. Yeah. First, before anybody else can bank on you. Bank on yourself because the thing is people don't see the vision that you see people will not believe in your brand on your business more than you do but you do you see something that no one else sees so you need to go in as hard as possible to make it possible and show them that guys I'm right at least on this and also what we did what was quite interesting we started doing interesting tactics so we through a billboard in four ways for two months that said Marvin understand men better I think that just changed how people looked at us mm. they're like you're online you've been around for a year and a couple of months and you're throwing a billboard in four ways on a business street 
okay, okay, we hear you. We hear you. If you have billboard money, clearly, we underestimated you, but this is who you are. You know? Do you um, think... I've never actually... You just dropped the microphone and like ruined those whole things. Oh my God, sorry. No, chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think... So, I've never seen a billboard for like a GQ or anything else. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a billboard for that. Like, what's your thinking behind marketing a digital platform like through traditional means? Because you can't assume that people in the traditional world know, know about you. And the thing is, um, people who are in print go digital or advertise in digital. But people also still understand the impact of, 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 of traditional, traditional marketing. Yeah. yeah, they know that a billboard is expensive. Yeah. You know, with, with online, you can advertise on Facebook, you can advertise on 50 Rand. Yeah. You know, where um, with, with billboards like Born, it's from 40,000 Rand, at least. So why would you take that risk? Like that much money on a billboard? Because we're, new, we're the new kid on the block. So you had to make a splash. Yeah, you had, you had to be like, Born, you guys don't see us. This is how we see us. Yeah. This is how we see ourselves. Yeah. So you need to speak for yourself. And this is the banking on yourself. Yeah. Because people are not going to see you the way you want to be seen. They're going to see you the way they see you. So that billboard changed perspective of a lot of people. They're like, so you have money for a billboard for two months. Who are you? What do you do? Maybe we should be talking to you. Maybe we should be talking to you because clearly <laughs> there's something there. Clearly. You know? Clearly. And, and we had an office in, 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 in Randburg as well. So when you look at us, you're like, it's like what's going on here? Yeah. You're online, but you're acting very traditional. Mm. You have an office, you have billboards, like you look like a business. Mm. Um, so, so, so those things made us, then we had a, um, a relationship with Power FM as well. We had a slot there mm. where we speak about the articles that we have online. Mm. So like you, you need to have those, it's a strategic and it's a plan. It's not by mistake. You yeah. go for those things. That's a very interesting model. Just like going, you know, whether it's the billboard or a slot on, on a radio yeah. station. But you have an online platform. Like, yeah. do you think that hybrid model actually works better or smarter in order to help a digital platform actually succeed? Yes. Whereas versus, you know, I think a lot of people are just going, "Oh, I'm on digital, so I'm going to I'll advertise stay on digital." digital. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. You need to speak to everyone because not everyone understands who you are. And our job was to for people to understand who we are because they don't know us. We're not GQ. We're not Black. We're not Destiny Man. We knew kids on the block, so we need to tell them, this is Marvin, there's a new man in town. This is Marvin. Yeah. Who's Marvin? Eh, Marvin is one, two, three guy. You know? Yeah. So, so for us, we needed to, to be different. We have to be smarter than everyone else. We have to be technical than everybody else. With a new kid, we have to come up with new ideas how we put ourselves out there. So we can't follow everyone else's um, model. model. No, yeah. we can't. Just t tell the story of how you got the name, because I think it's just like the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Jeez. So, 2010, I think I'm 28. Um, 
I'm a young man. I have a lot of questions about being a man in this country. And like, do I date a girl with a car when I don't have a car? Can I date a woman who is more than me when I don't? Like, how do I deal with those dynamics? Because um, my father passed on, so I don't have, like, there's no one to ask those questions. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to create a magazine uh, that's going to deal with those things. And I'm going to call it Modern Man. Mm. Um, and I remember I was living in Craig Hall and I drive to, to Greenside uh, to Lebohan's place and I'm like guys I want to start a magazine it's going to be great it's going to be called Modern Man and they're like that's a terrible name and I'm like you know what fuck you guys you're killing my dream before even it starts let's just go drinking so uh, we go to Greenside there was a bar I forgot the name of the bar mm. So we start drinking, and obviously I drink Black Label. And this guy's also drinking Black Label. And um, we start chatting. Yeah. And this guy... So this is the guy that was at the bar as well. Yeah, so this guy's at the bar. He's in his mid-40s. The one thing that stood out for me was that um, he had an expensive shirt. He was wearing an expensive shirt. And also, funny enough, he was wearing a a Philippe Dick. So I didn't know what a Philip Patek was, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, it's a watch, it's a watch, it's a watch, and it's okay. So that day, I saw him, and I was like, okay, let's have a conversation. And he answered a lot of my questions as as a man, like, don't do that. This is why. This is how you should look at things. So I was like, oh, okay, you you get it. But obviously, he was older. Mm. Then we decided, like, why don't we call it Marvin? So this guy's name is Marvin. His name, yeah, his name is Marvin. <laughs> so we exchange numbers and we chat now and again. And he really does He's literally just a guy at a bar that, like, he encapsulated what you wanted what to do I with wanted, this magazine. Yes, he literally defined it. Then, obviously, at the end, you just mix the personalities of him and me. And you just merge it and you come up with what Marvin is today. So what is it do you think you are actually trying to do? To create a platform for men to have conversations. Yeah. To help them to understand men better. So understand themselves better. Yes. Before yeah. anybody else, just understand themselves better. Before yeah. the woman understands them, but understand why you do certain things, why you like this, why you like certain things, and why you're dealing with certain things in a certain way. Yeah. You know? But that has to be done with conversations. Because yeah. in isolation, you're not, you're not going to learn anything. You That's don't understand true. anything. So yeah. if you say that, oh, I dealt with this, this, I'm like, oh, actually I'm going through that right now. So maybe, you know, you can give me tips and be like, yeah, I don't do that. Do that. Because mm. that doesn't work, but this kind of works. And look, it's an important time for men to be talking to other men and just like really have real conversations. It is. So like, do you guys really address stuff like that? So where, whether it's femicide or... Um, rape culture or yeah. you know things like that that really like impact society like how do you guys navigate that sort of content as well it, it's, uh, it's uncomfortable conversations but uncomfortable conversations need to be had yeah and a lot of the time um, in those com- like what I've realized what I've learned in speaking to men and women and funny enough uh, about 60% of the people come to Marvin the website uh, are women 60% yeah because they're trying to understand what men are thinking and they love the bluntness of men Mm. you know because all the other magazines are telling you uh, how to be a good wife or how to please him and we just like joe 
you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as it's in, it's in. <laughs> I don't care. Like we blind. Yeah. You know what I mean? So 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 we, we do tackle uh, uh topics like rape or abuse and we try to have conversations from both sides because most of the time it's just from the one side. Yeah. We know the women's side. And uh most of the time also we need to tackle the men's side. Because no one no one is born an abuser. Mm. No one is born a rapist. No one is born a bad person. They're made. How they're made. What can we change? You know what I mean? Because what's interesting is that all the abusers and all those people, they have mothers. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So what, what is the correlation between those two? You know what I mean? So we need to have conversation to unearth the uncomfortable conversation. What contributions do men have? What contributions do women have towards the social ills that we have? Because we all have contributions yeah. in these things. So we, the, the platform for Mar, of Marvin is, is there to have these conversations so we can have a better future. Yeah. How do you look at digital content um, in 2006 when you started your first magazine, right? Mm-hmm. And right now, like, where's digital content? I mean, obviously, in 2006, like you said, you were, you were literally waiting for other people to join the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, if you put out a tweet or whatever, yeah, it's just... It, it's actually harder to get people to stop talking than it is <laughs> to, to keep people offline yeah. is harder than keeping them... Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think it's the future... And everyone has access to it, which is great. It just needs to be cheaper. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, I think we're digital, like, what digital has done is that it's given the power to the person, which, which, um, which is good because then it challenges traditional. Like, the news, like there's not, there's no news like Twitter. No. Do you know what I mean? You like get the literally news. Literally, traditional media needs to keep up with Twitter. That's what you know what I mean. Way around. Do you get what I mean? So, so all the people who had a monopoly, you can't have a monopoly on on online. You don't own the internet, and I can create my own world. I can create my own magazine over that. Over, I can say this is Marvin, and this is what we want to talk about. Uh, and whether you like it or not, as GQ, I'm a threat. Mm. You know what I mean? Because there's something that I'm doing right that you don't understand, mm. and I'm doing with less people. Less people, less resources. Less resources. Like I'm already. So if if someone would were to give me a million rand and say run Marvin for 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 a year, I'd fuck shit up. Where mm. if they're to give GQ. A millionaire to run for a year, they're to retrench. They'd be, yeah, they'd die. Yeah, they'd die. They'd actually die. Do you get what I mean? So, yeah. so, so those are the dynamics where I'm working towards an advantage. Mm. You know, um, only now we we getting more people. Like there's four of us now, but oh, like I think the first year it was just me. Mm. Second year there was just two of us. Like it just, you know what I mean? And even then, when you're on your own magazines are just like who's this mm. like and and how are they doing it 
Mm. And there's people who are there to help you to be like, can I write? I've got a story to tell. And you're just like, yo, let's see what you can do. So it's, 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 you can't stop it. Everybody's, especially corporate, is, is playing catch up. Most of the time, they don't know what they're doing and they're not authentic to what they're doing. And it, you can see it, man. What's killing, like, what's killing traditional? You know, whether it's the news, whether it's radio, whether it's TV, whether it's magazines, like, they clearly can't keep with the pace of the internet. Leadership and adaptation. Yeah. If you have a leader who has a vision, then you will not find yourself in that place. Yeah. If you see new things, you need to adapt. Yeah. I didn't grow up listening to the Migos, but I know what they're doing. I know a couple of their songs. Yeah. You know, I know who Quavo is, who whatever it is, but like, I might, it might not be my thing, mm. but I know who they are. Because it matters to the because general. Because it matters. Yeah. But now, if you want to say these people don't matter, they're the same people who want to replace you. Mm. Because things are changing. Things, things need to die for other things to happen. Mm. Blockbuster needed to die for Netflix to happen. Mm. You know what I mean? Like things need to die for new things. To so people, if you don't have a vision and you don't give young people um, an opportunity, then your company is going to die. Yeah, em- empowering like young people that's to it. actually come in and make the changes that they see and because that's the world they actually live in. Yeah. Versus just like bringing them in just to like basically strangle them. No, you can't. You need to let them run shit. Mm. You need to make sure that there's money coming in mm. and sell their shit. Mm. You get what I mean? Like, like, there's like new kids at the office and I'm like, Joe, it's not my job to hold you back. Whatever you want, let's talk about it. What do you want to do? How you see this thing? Like, they need to run it because I've done my, I've proven that I can make a magazine successful. And I'm good. Mm. There's nothing new that I can bring. Yeah. I've done my part. The UKs need to come in and just do their thing and take it to the next level. Yeah. I can't be that guy. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, do you think traditional media is scared of the kids? All, <laughs> all people are scared of the kids. Yeah. All people are scared of change. People are scared of change. Because it's just human it, nature, I guess. Yeah, it's just human Like, I'm, 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 I'm scared of change myself. Mm. But I understand if I don't change, my, my, my dreams will die. Yeah. So I'd rather deal with my uncomfortability of changing than my dream die. Do you think the best possible way to monetize sort of digital content in that is mainly through leveraging brands through partnerships like you guys have where you sort of like review stuff and stuff like that? Or do you think it like goes deeper? Um, do you see the sort of we pay you money and you put us on the website somewhere on a banner. Do you see that dying in order to create more value like for the brand themselves? Because I feel like you guys are doing way more. Like it's not just no. we'll give you a banner. We don't do banners. We cancel banners after the first year. We don't do banners. Because banners don't work. Yeah. But there's some people still do banners now, but banners don't work. So here's the thing. With us... Um, we're not for everyone. We choose who we want to work with. Mm. And we've said no to a lot of people. Mm. Um, we've said no to big brands who come in and try to bully you, like, yeah, yeah, we'll give you this. And 
and we're like, mm, no, thank you. Yeah. And most of the time, three months later, they'll come back like, so how do you want to do this thing? And we're like, this is how we work. Mm. If you don't want to work this way, that's fine. But it's fine. It's okay. No hard feelings. Go away. We'll go ours. Mm. But most of the time, they'll succumb because they, they know that we've got a market that they want. Mm. We've got black men who's smart, who travels, who drives a luxury car. They're from Islali, you know, from the township or some village, but they live in Joburg now. They know what's happening in the world. They know what's happening with Trump. They're into politics, finance, all of those things. They're smart. They're clued up. Mm. And they're like, how do we speak to these people? And they're like, yo, Marvin is speaking to those people. Yeah. And our job is to protect those people. We can't now have a Mac Mac uh, advertising on Marvin, or even Ohm, for that matter. Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because there's no fit. There's no fit. Mm. You know, skip maybe. It's mm. like a difficult thing to turn down money simply because you want to stick to the brand positioning and sort of target market that you've chosen. It is difficult. It is very difficult. Uh, but you cannot, you, you cannot, like, the, the, there's a vision here. You have to follow. There's a brand that we said no to like four times last year because they didn't want to change. Mm. They wanted us to put like, like the white guy on the cover. Like, no, how are we putting a white guy on the cover when ninety percent of the people who read this are black? Mm. Like, they're like, no, we got money. Like, that's great, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's no fit again. There's no fit. Mm. And they came with another thing that didn't make sense. It was some agency from Cape Town, and I was just like, hey, guys, like clearly you don't get us. <laughs> Because you think that you throw money and will jump around. Yeah, I think I think brands have like brands or agencies or whatever it is, like they've become so accustomed to people being willing to just oh the check is here. Forget the plan, forget the target market, forget the sort of we don't like, like I've that. built something, but your brand doesn't match that. But you're offering me money. Like brands have come got come become accustomed to people giving that up. It's like oh. Whatever. We don't, we don't. We'll recover later. We don't. Like, we don't. We don't. We don't even budge. We don't care who you are. We don't care how big you are. Uh, that's great. But we don't budge. Yeah. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. We can't force that. Yeah. We know that it's, those are the hard decisions that we need to make so that we can build a solid brand. We've said, oh, we've said no to a lot of brands, eh? And some of them are like, like literally like, are you shocked? Like they're shocked. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're saying no to money. And we're like, it's, not, it's got nothing to do with money. Yeah. And they don't understand it. Like, so who's funding you? Who are you? What, what, why, <laughs> why are you saying no to money? And why are you not jumping because we're giving you money? We're like, no, there's a bigger vision to this thing. Yeah. So uh, if when you believe strongly in your brand, it, it's going to show. Yeah. It's going to show. And long term, I'm sure it's very rewarding. Yeah, it's going to show. It's going to show how you treat it, how you post it, the, the website. It's just going to show, man. It's just like, you know, when, when people are excited about whatever, whether it's like, let's say it's global citizen, and you're just like, just chilling, just like, okay, I'm not going there. 
What do I want to do there? And people are like, why are you not there? You're just like, I don't feel like it. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like, because you're confident enough in yourself that I, if I want to do something, I want to do it right and I want to do it my way. Mm. And brands don't understand that. Yeah. Brands don't understand it. What do you think they don't understand it? Like, what's the disconnect? Because most of the time, they don't know what they're doing. A lot of brands don't know what they're doing. They just do things, throw influencers, and it's great. How did that become the default setting? It was just like, just get an influencer in it, and like, that's the game. Like, what's, where, where did that come from? Like... Like, influencing has always been there. I remember when I was in advertising, I worked for an agency called um, Metropolitan Republic, and they had MTN. Mm. And I remember in one of the strat uh, meetings, they said that we have two options. We can either speak to 90% of the country, or we speak to 10% of the country, who controls the 90. Mm. That's what influencers is. You just pick the people who influence everybody else. Because pe- people can't think. They don't want to think. It's too much work to think. Mm. So you pick the people who want to influence the people who think, who, who can't think. Mm. Uh, so now what a lot of brands are doing is that they don't really think through the positioning of a brand. Mm. Like I told you before, is that I, like whiskey, you when you use a female to sell me whiskey, it's not believable. And when you use an influencer who drinks champagne, and we know that she drinks champagne, mm. but now there's a whiskey brand that says, do this. So it becomes inauthentic. Yeah, you know, you're just like, but this girl doesn't drink whiskey. She drinks, yeah. We know she drinks champagne. So now you're using But her, does the brand know this? They should know. That's the they thing. They should know. They should know. There's something that's called research. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that much research because you're literally just going through someone's Instagram that's or Twitter it. or You're Facebook. just like, what do they do? Going, they okay, drink so champagne, what they do they drink do wine. On yeah. Do they fit? Yeah, they might look it, but it's not going to look authentic. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've been drinking Black Label for the last 10 years. If now I go and I'm like Heineken, people will be like, since when? Completely different. Yeah, because sort of. you've been drinking black label. We know you. You're a black label. You, you, we can, we can bring out tweets where you like black label <laughs> is the future. Why are we here? But people don't do that because it's too much work. It's too much work. But yeah, that seems so crazy. To me. <laughs> it's too much work. It seems so crazy to me. So how do you how do you see things playing out in the next year or so? For digital content in South Africa, I think last year was big for more the YouTube video sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, do you see a pivot into that for you guys? Yeah, you know, we have to we have to go into video, um, keep the reading stuff video. But the most exciting thing um, that I'm working on right now is we coming for everything. Yeah. That is, like, I don't think I don't think I don't think people. Uh, see it come those who know know mm. and i actually don't think that the founders of recovery for understand the impact that we make just just explain what that is actually so we coming for everything is a is a movement that just supports uh black entrepreneurs mm. 
Um, we started it about 20, late 2016. Um, it, it was by fluke, really, to be honest with you. It was me and Banele Reo, and we were just guessing each other up because this entrepreneurship thing is hard. Mm. And we're like, so we're coming for everything, you know? And we just started using the hashtag. And from there on, um, people started using it. Oh, okay, it's cute. Then when 80,000 people are talking about it, you're like, okay, there might be something. But we didn't have a plan. Mm. Then a guy called Jermaine, who had a shop that does T-shirts and caps, sent a box of caps to the office with the logo. We come in for everything. We're like, okay, so what are we supposed to do with this? Mm. It's like, I don't know, man. I just want to be part of the movement. <laughs> and we just gave the caps away to the people we thought that they were cool. Then what happened was like, okay, let's raise some money to support him. Mm. We raised about 10K, bought more caps, sold them, paid back the, ca- the, the 10K to, to the person who borrowed us the, the money. And people like wanted more. So we like journals, whatever the case might be, you know? And from there on, I think this year we have a more solid plan. So we didn't know what it was, mm. where it should go. We just know it's there to support black businesses. Mm. Um, last year with Boston Media House, we introduced a scholarship for business management. Mm. And with Gibbs as well, we gave a scholarship to people who own businesses. Mm. So the business, uh, management, we gave it to a student who is interested in business. Then mm. the the Gibbs one, we gave it to a person who owns the business but wants to learn how to manage their business. Mm. So the craziest thing is that we just did the um, uh, the numbers. Mm. In 2018, we reached about three million people. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's insane. Three million people we reached, and we were doing the bare minimum. Last day, we just like we post when we can, when we have to, but with that, we reached about three million people. But I think it's a big thing, like just the efforts by like different organizations, different companies, different people, yeah, that are saying, you know what, we need to invest ourselves in supporting black businesses, yeah, like it's not enough, no, to just like passively do it whenever, yeah, but like a serious effort to go, you know yeah. what. Black businesses deserve our support, yeah. and every rand you spend should matter. Yeah, like where does that come from? Like, because because cause the thing is, we like Joe. If I don't work, I don't get paid. You know, yeah. it's not like when you incorporate where whether you work or not, you want to get paid. So, so we need to be very conscious about how we do things, who we spend time with, how we spend our money, where do we spend our money. Mm. And the future of this country is small businesses. There's a huge problem with unemployment. And it's not because the black kids don't know or they don't have good business ideas or they don't have the skill. It's just they don't have opportunities. Yeah. They don't have someone who believes in them to be like, yo, you're going to be okay. Do one, two, three. You're going to be okay. Do this, do this. No one, you know? All the tenders are taken by the white companies. And, like, it, it is sad. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, so we decided, like, boy, let's sell, I don't know, the journals, the caps, the what. So what we did last year is that we sold the caps 
then funded a brand called uh, Vangile Mia, which was a makeup lipstick. Mm. So this girl wanted to start a lipstick company. We like, we don't know anything about lipstick, but we can help with the branding. We can help you with the samples. We can help you with this. And she started. So now we're turning it into a venture capitalist thing, you know, yeah. where the money that we sell from the products that we, yeah, the products that we sell, we're going to use it to find businesses. Mm. and help them with branding websites link them with the right people make sure that the business is successful mm. you know so that's how much we believe in black businesses because that's insane man like a movement that wasn't even supposed to be a movement it was just a hashtag yeah. that becomes a venture capital firm that specifically focuses on black businesses that's it that's insane no but like it's it, and it, it, it happened it happens so quickly and so it was not part of the plan. Like Marvin was a plan. This was not a plan. And it, it, people support. We wouldn't have done it. Like the journals, everything that we sell, sells out. The journals sold out. Like I don't even, the only, I've, got, I've got one journal. The caps sold out. Anything that we put out there and save of it, we're selling this. Or we, it sells out quickly. Because people actually believe in what we're trying to do and what we're doing. So and that is just proof that actually we can survive by just black people just supporting ourselves, you know? Mm. So those are the things. There's, a, there's another project that we're funding. is this puzzle shop um, called Delicious Foods. Um, so we're funding that, making sure that they get the right branding and expand and stuff like that. And that's that's somebody else's dream and that's that's good business you know so in the next i'm sure this year a lot of people will hear a lot about about this puzzle shop where uh they're selling namatoho which is one of the best namatoho i've ever tasted really mm. the one store is in in pier at the moment and we're trying to get more stores as well and that's what we need to do so how does someone you know young person in corporates yeah. right i want to be part of this movement i want to support these businesses that you're working with yeah. i want to help make an impact i want to do something yeah how does someone join this like i can't just use the hashtag like i have a problem with hashtag act- yeah. activism right no true, like, true, true, oh true. no if i put the hashtag then it then, means i've supported yeah. it no, but the truth it. is like if you're not putting hands in in the business like if you're not putting money yeah in the hands of those businesses yeah. you, you're not really doing anything no, so you know what's the what's how can i join this movement truly yeah and support those businesses and you guys so 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 the first stage is gonna be um we're gonna obviously we have to do the, the products especially jam journals uh we bring out cups um especially for corporate you know uh i need a sticker man yeah. <laughs> i need a sticker for my macbook so we're just going to put out those then the second phase of it is 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 funding projects mm. you know uh because there's there's good projects we need to get entrepreneurs who we believe in and say, okay, there's this guy who's building us puzzle. Mm. Uh, we need about 200K to build three more puzzles. Do you want to be part of this? Mm. Do you want to own 10% of delicious what what? Mm. And put in money and we put it in, we grow the business. You know what I mean? You get your returns. 
but also understand that it's a long game. It's a very long game. It's a long game. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, and also, for the fact that we've reached about 3 million people, that means that we have, we have, um, like it's a powerful medium. So mm. we're going to make sure that it gets, and it gets made that way. What's the one thing you need to achieve this year with you know, Marvin or with We Are Coming For Everything, right? Mm-hmm. That would make this year worth it for you? Um, to be honest with you, um, to employ more young people. Um, for, for both brands and obviously grow the business. Mm. Uh, I believe that uh, the young people would, would take these two brands to the next level I think I think I think I've done what I can mm. I've done my part I've in, I've contributed uh, my name is down in history to be like I started this and I want to fo- like I want to focus on other things mm. and like now I'm old I'm look I, I want to get married I want to have kids like that's my next life mm. but I think the young people I want to take it to the next level so th- the more I see young people coming in, contributing, living their dreams to be like Joe. Like I have, I have um, Palisa who helps out with, um, with Marvin and she just like, George is my boss guys. Like George is, George is there. And, and she's just like, Joe, you gave me life, you know, with, with, with what, like I, I'm able to express myself. So I want these brands or these companies to be the voice or want to be the voice of men and want to be the voice of the youth. To be like, I can be able to go to We Coming For Everything and do what I, my ideas are not too small, not too big or not too weird. Mm-hmm. I can do them. I just need to put them in a proposal and pitch them and they're possible. Mm-hmm. I want to be able for Marvin to, if you're a man and you're trying to discover or trying to understand yourself, I want you to be able to, to come to Marvin and find at least some idea of who you are and what you are and relate and feel at home. So that, that would be my wish for this year. Um, it's going to be an interesting year and a busy year uh, because there's, yeah. Also, I want Marvin to be, there's no magazine for black men worldwide. Mm. It needs to be Marvin. It needs to be Marvin. It needs to be Marvin. Because we're coming for everything. Because we're coming for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, it. man. Thank, Thank you, so you very much. much for having me, my guy. I cool. really appreciate it. Cool.